Welcome to Thrones and Scones! It's your weekday morning podcast where we talk about Game of Thrones over breakfast. I feel like at this point we have to say it's your weekly morning podcast. It's your once weekly morning podcast. Uh, you know, you, you, you quietly came, you the audience, and you whispered into our ear gingerly and you said, Daddy, it's too much. And so we had to pull back and now we only give it to you sweet and hard once a week. But, uh, oh my gosh, are we ready to come with the goods? It's Tony Hans and Jeremy in with the tackle in season eight, episode two, A Night of the Seven Kingdoms. I like this They're, whole not knowing what the title is going to be until the Thrones and Scones up. <laughs> yeah. Right. I just had to look it up as well. Awesome. Again, not a great title. <laughs> It's really long. Also, that uh, that intro is a little more erotic than I was thinking it was going to be. What do you mean erotic? Hey, Your intro. I didn't. Uh, I I'm not really sure what you're going for there, Hans. Did you not hear our child, the audience, whisper into our ear, "Daddy, you're giving it to me too hard." That's like a normal <laughs> thing for a kid to say to a, a peer or you know some sort of figure of authority. Figure of authority. And so we had to pull back and we said, yes, yes, my child, I will, I will ease up. Are you not, I don't, I don't know where we're, we're obviously How crossing are we on wires child here somewhere. child and daddy? Okay, let's, ooh. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Well, it's, it's a metaphor, Jeremy. It's a metaphor, got it, got it. It's a metaphor. Uh, you guys want a little plot? A little yeah, plot. for sure. How can I, how can I fill your hole with this plot? So that we can erase any plot holes. Oh, <laughs> oh we'll be engorged. <laughs> Jeremy, any ideas? I was thinking Count Chocula. Can, does Count Chocula talk? I don't know. Go with what uh, you feel. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. I feel like he'd probably be a, you know, a mix between the Count right. from Sesame Street and, and maybe like... Uh, Ooh, all right, Tony, don't be racist. Uh, <clears throat> Winnie the Pooh? Like, maybe like, <laughs> Winnie the Pooh? Sure, why not? Let's try and hybrid that together. <laughs> all right. So, uh, <clears throat> one. <laughs> and then Winnie the Pooh is a little, uh, oh, bother. <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> the Bartolot Winterfell is approaching. Jamie is confronted with the consequences of the past. A tense interaction between Sansa and Daenerys follows. I just went beer fest at the end. I, got <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had to make weird mouth shapes for that one. Uh, <sighs> welcome back, guys. It's been a week. It's, it's, it's felt wrong. I kind of forgot... You know, we're like, oh, we're going to record. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we have, to, <laughs> we have to sit and talk and I have to edit. <laughs> this once a week thing is a blessing and a curse. I tell you what. It does throw me off a little bit. I was just thinking about that. My wife is like loving every moment of it. But I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel off. Well, we're, uh, we're back on now. And of course, just so that I can round out the intro because <sighs> I've absolutely butchered it here. Uh, today we're tackling season eight, episode two and lemon poppy seed. What, what? Mm. What, what? Okay, guys, uh, we've, we've seen one third of all of the remaining episodes of Game of Thrones. Crazy. It's, it's kind of a meaningless milestone, but crazy. I felt like we'd throw that math out there for our, you know, our, our young second first grade viewers who are trying to learn their fractions. And 
And then, then I think we should roll, roll right into the motherfucking. <laughs> oh, sorry, kids. Uh, <clears throat> it's, about, it's about to go down. The fraction portion is done, and uh, I mean, let let's tackle this, guys. The question was at the end of the last episode, what's going to happen? Jamie just showed up in Winterfell. Bran stared at him from across the way. Memes were made. And then we open up here in, uh, again, I don't know. The throne room is what I want to say. The dining room, I think, is more applicable. But wherever they're at in Winterfell, Jamie is standing some sort of very informal trial. And, uh... I kind of like that they cut right to it. Didn't didn't go back to him and Bran awkwardly, you know. Didn't have him arrested and like dragged. They're just like, all right, we we know what we want. Let's chat. What did you guys think of the uh, of the scene with Jamie? If I'm honest, I liked it. Could have used a touch more tension, a little bit. Yeah, it resolved. I mean, it resolved pretty quick. I feel like the only one that really even made any stink about it was Daenerys. Uh, yeah, who made a, made a pretty good stink about a great many things in this episode. Yeah, I, uh, she's a little negative in the entire episode for me, which I'll come back to. Um, but that scene particularly, I thought, uh, I mean, I was, so many people in that room wanted him dead and it felt like the crowd was just quiet the entire time, right? Except for Brienne, who stands up and gives like her vouch, and and that's it. It's all I needed. And and Sansa, which I have to admit, I thought I really enjoyed Sansa in this episode, which feels good. which feels bitter and disgusting in the mouth, like it's a <laughs> like a grimy kind of feel in my mouth. I say that out loud. Sansa was good. No, don't Thunder. like it. Don't like it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, uh, Tyrion. I don't know. Tyrion felt weird to me in this in this uh, in this scene. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cool. Cool. Jeremy I mean, I guess saying he's... negative things about Tyrion. I mean, that MVP. It doesn't, doesn't add up. MVP. No. Um, I don't know. He uh, he feels. I feel like he gets blamed for shit that he has no control on, and then apologizes for it. It's like what you didn't know your sister was a backstabbing bitch. Um, but he did know. That's the thing. But but he did. But he didn't know that. I mean, Jamie, she she tells Jamie, hey, I'm not going. But she sold that. And I think everyone left with the impression, not just Tyrion, that she was being supportive. So when Danny's like pissed off at that, I'm like, bitch, you were there. She said the same thing to you. Like, oh. what the yeah. fuck? But Tyrion's the one who went in specifically to the one-on-one meeting under the guise of, hey, if anyone knows her, it's me. Like, I kind of understand how Danny's a little pissed off. At the same time, yeah, I, I was talking with some people the past couple days trying to figure this out. At the same time, you have to kind of look, I guess, at the fact that uh, Tyrion kind of thought he might get killed. <laughs> And Daenerys kind of thought that Tyrion might get killed in that meeting. And when he wasn't killed, I guess you kind of got to assume that, like, maybe there's a deal to be made if you're keeping him alive. Uh, This person that very much wants him dead, despite what that weird video with Elmo would lead you to believe. (laughs) You guys see that? No, I didn't. It's on our Facebook page. It's great. Fucking video with Tyrion and Cersei (laughs) arguing, and Elmo comes in and he's like, Elmo! 
And they're like, maybe we could put together our, <laughs> our put aside our differences. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, it's it's both a great way to remind the soulless adults watching Game of Thrones about morals and to get children into Game of Thrones. It's really masterful cross promotion there, which is the ultimate goal, I think. The ultimate, yeah, the ultimate goal right there. Um, but. I, I, I do think Tyrion's getting a little bit too much shit, although I guess we have to hearken back to uh, is either a season or two seasons ago when he made those uh, like couple tactical mistakes and got a bunch of Daenerys' army split up and got her fleet burned twice. Uh, maybe, so maybe this is like end of the rope for Tyrion in Danny's eyes, you know? Yeah, he's been, I mean, he's been kind of effing up quite significantly, pretty consistently, ever since she made him her hand mm. uh he really hasn't done much for the uh better at this point but uh thankfully he he seems to have some friends in unlikely uh allies jorah kind of comes to his defense and uh t- talks danny down a little bit um, and i think jorah even to your point jeremy i think jorah even i may be wrong but i think jorah even says a comment about how daenerys says oh he made mistakes he you know believed in Cersei or something and then he makes a comment about how how she was fooled just as much as Tyrion you know Sansa said that Sansa said that sorry I knew somebody said it yeah Yeah. I always get Sansa and uh Jorah confused yeah they're just yeah they look so so similar in the show same dress cut I think it's the V yeah that's what it is yeah it's that sweet figure sweet sweet figure um I don't know I feel like that uh that part of that scene, I mean, I love the Jamie and Brienne thing. I think we all felt like it was going to happen once it like showed Brienne, like in her like weird kind of like uncomfortably sitting there, um, and then uh, the whole three judges with Danny, Sansa, and John at the table, like that weird dynamic is kind of cool because you get like we're in Winterfell, so Sansa's definitely been the kind of running it now. Even though John's the king, no longer of the North, and then there's Danny, who's the queen of everyone, but still the North is like, "Fuck you, we don't trust you." So like, when they're like listening for opinions, it's like, who does who does the room care what they say, right? Yeah, and I think that that is was really coolly done there when they're like, "Oh, what's John saying?" John's like, "Uh, uh, yeah, this that sounds we don't we don't got time for this." <laughs> uh, I'll take huh. a I'll take a another yeah. soldier and stands up and leaves the room like a little bitch. He's got to go brood. Yeah, you know? he's got a lot to think about. Yeah. Um, I will. I will. I'm gonna go ahead and do it. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, you know, I know it wasn't a wildly out there prediction, but I'm gonna pat myself on the back because I was I called it. Bran didn't give a shit. <laughs> Bran could have cared less. He's like, whatever. You know, he had that one little tense moment where Jamie's like, uh, "I'm sorry, I sorry for what I did," and Bran's just like, "You weren't, you weren't sorry then." But then he's like, "Hey, it's whatever," you know, like, "Bro, like, do you want a kiss?" Uh, we didn't get to see the kiss on screen, but um, yeah. that's you only know? because that's only because we got to know Bran as a kid on the show, and it would be super weird for them to put him in a sexual situation because yeah. we all have a very young mentality of him. They would um, never and do the that. Show writers just yeah. they wouldn't do that. It to would us. never ruin that a child be, like that. That would be disgusting. Absolutely. But anyway, last not. last comment on the uh, on on Jamie's judgment. 
I felt like John did a little I was kind of surprised with his reaction that he didn't just flat out say, start the damn joust before I piss myself. (laughs) 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 That would be Gendry's job, would it not? It's true, it's true. Of course. Um, The, uh, yeah, so... But here's my one, my one confusing thing about this. Surely, Sansa would know at least a little bit about Brienne's whole thing with Jamie, right? I mean, it's not like it's a secret being hidden from people. It's kind of the reason she's alive. She has a lion sword that she's had to explain to people, and I imagine would continually have to do so. Um, like, th- this shouldn't be a total surprise. I mean, I get Brienne standing up and, you know, actually putting forth this good faith is is a little bit of a different thing but Sansa just kind of seems a little speechless at the whole thing and I feel like she should at least have some sort of inclination that hey this dude isn't the absolute shithole that my one experience with him would lead me to believe you know yeah, yeah. I, I don't I think that whole thing was perspective right because Sansa was going through she was in a fucked up place at the, by the time Brienne found her. Right. I mean, she wasn't trusting anyone. She's getting raped. Like, I don't, I don't know how much faith was there for anyone. So I, I I don't know. I can see it. I don't, I don't think, I don't think Sansa bothers herself explaining what type of sword Brienne was carrying and things like that. Other people, maybe like Podrick and things like that, I think would have a much better idea of like, where her, her loyalties lie. Oh, sure. Sure. No. See, no, I don't think so. Because Brienne's left twice now to go south. And she kind of explains, like, uh, you know, Sansa says, like, blah, blah, you, you've got to go. You represent my interests or stuff. I'm not certain, but I feel like Brienne has to at some point say something about, like, oh, I know Jamie or blah, blah, blah. You know, she goes to River Run and he lets her leave. You think she might mention that. Mm-hmm. Um she goes to treat in, you know, King's Landing. John sees her, like, talking to him and everything. He, it just seems like there'd be something that makes yeah. this a little bit less like, oh, really? Like, I don't know. It's stretching. It didn't bother me that much. I liked the scene. I did just think that the tension was resolved a bit quickly. Um, to her credit, Danny held on to it. Uh, I don't see her getting rid of it. She does seem uniquely pissed. Um about her dad. Again, this is the whole Samuel Tarley thing of like, you know, maybe your dad's a shitty person, but it's still, it's, if their murderer is right in front of you, it's still a, a weird position that I guess it puts you in. And I actually hadn't considered that, uh, that sort of <laughs> duality until just now. Well, the mad, the mad King stuff, like I always wondered like how much Danny knows of her father's ploys with like, uh to burn the city to burn everyone alive like yeah you know i i actually in that scene i thought i almost thought jamie was gonna be like defending why he did that and i'm glad he didn't because he doesn't need to but i kind of wanted him to be like your father and i would have i think i would have enjoyed that like your father was a was a psycho was a you know was a murderer you know and and i saved the people and then, you know, but I couldn't figure out how that would play out in conversation. But, uh, but yeah, because I was wondering what Danny knew of that situation. Because I feel like that really would add scope to, to their relationship with Lannisters. Yeah. And, yeah, so. 
I think Barristan gave her a little bit about like what her dad was about, but yeah. I, when Catelyn and Brienne were told the thing from Jamie, like the, it was pretty much like, hey, this is an under wraps thing. Like, if, if this is true, why didn't you tell anyone? Like, why does no one know this story? Um, so I, I like as well that Jamie didn't say something there. It yeah. would have been cool. I think it rounds this arc out better the way it went. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, he he's he still defends himself and says he doesn't regret it, but he doesn't take that road. He just takes the. You know, the reply of, I did what I did for my family and my people or whatever. And I think yeah. that was fine. And then Bran just drops the one-liner. <laughs> <laughs> the things we do for love. <laughs> Which, at this point, like, so it's hilarious to us and it's great and everything. Um, but do you, how good are the memories of... Because here's the thing, to Jamie, like, obviously that's a big moment. It's memorable. You pushed a 10-year-old out of a window. But is he going to remember, like, saying, like, ah, oh, the things I do for love? Like, is Littlefinger going to remember in that one conversation saying, chaos is a ladder? Like, he came up with it, and then when it comes up out of context, he just immediately goes, wait, this motherfucker must have the sight. Like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I, don't I, know. I also I don't know. picture Brown every every day like just like randomly looking at people and being like push me (laughs) and they'll be like what did you say push me yeah why so why is bran fucking with jamie like obviously the three-eyed raven doesn't give a shit about anything i think that's been very evident so then why is he dropping these hot one-liners i think that that's kind of only something between him and Jamie. Like, no one else is going to understand or get that reference. Um, so I guess it is messing with him a little bit. I kind of took it more of, like, a testing your character type thing. Um, also, just from the point of view that I believe, if I remember correctly, no one ever knows or finds out that Bran remembers what happens now because he forgot. He couldn't remember ever. Um, and so now that he could actually, I'm assuming, go back and see it and, you know, fill in those blanks, um, he's probably just letting him know, like, oh, hey, by the way, I do I do know what you did. Just FYI. Yeah. And I also I think know. that one-liner also lets Jamie know that he's he has sight, like he has the ability to know things that he shouldn't know, right? Because that's something very personal in a context that Jamie has never explained to him or told really anyone. Well, but Bran was there for that moment. So Yeah, I feel like the, if he wanted him to know he had oh, yeah. sight, he would have said something more like, the people we rape for love. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah when Tyrion's like, when Tyrion's like, why would he, why would he come alone, uh, you know, knowing how he'd be received if he meant if he meant you ill, and Bran would just pipe up and be like, "Yeah, that would be like fucking your sister in front of your dead son like <laughs> in a church, something like that." Yeah, only something one of us in this room does. <laughs> Push me. I do think just um, jumping ahead slightly, but the whole rounding out Jamie's character arc and stuff. Um, what makes me think one hundred percent completely that there is no redeeming Cersei to Jamie is he is now talking about it. To Tyrion or to anybody, he never talks about it. But now he is. Yeah. A couple times. Yeah. And and uh, Tyrion says to him, you know, you've always known what she is, but you loved her. And he's like, yeah. 
He's yeah. like, and now I'm telling you all the fucked up shit I did. He's like owning the fucked up part of him. And I think that's, I mean, I always thought that with Brienne, he was going to get there and just kind of receded when he went back to King's Landing. But sure. now I feel like he's like, nope, this is it. Which is also why I feel like he's going to die. We shall see. Moving on then, he goes out to the yard to visit with Brienne and stuff. Podrick, looking much better with a sword. Not too shabby there. Uh, little little shaggy, a little scraggly. Yeah. He's grown some fuzz. Almost um, almost overly confident with that sword. <laughs> exactly. It's true. He does look a little brash. Uh, although I guess there's nothing that makes you confident like a bunch of farm kids coming to test your metal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, maybe that's semi-inflated. And then something that I'm very interested to get your take on, uh, this little scene between Daenerys and Sansa, where they kind of have a moment and then they don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this whole, the whole, I feel like the whole first part of this season, even, and especially in this scene, Daenerys comes off a little fake. Uh, like she's putting on all these smiles. Uh, I'm not buying it. It doesn't seem like the Daenerys that we've seen up to this point. Um, and then we kind of see that I, what I imagine is kind of the real Daenerys when Sansa pulls out that, what about the North line? And then Daenerys just yanks her hand away, which is, I thought that was kind of interesting, but um, I don't know. I mean, we know that the, we knew that there was going to be this tension, at least in my opinion. So and I, think- I got that vibe too. Yeah, and I think it's kind of unnecessary because even if even if you you view yourself as the ruler of all the kingdoms, the Iron Throne, blah blah blah, and then North is what you consider part of that kingdom, part of your rule, like this is you just like this is not the time, right? Like you need to make friends, you need to make solid investment in your people. And I feel like she is so bad at that in the North, right? She just cannot keep from fumbling around, especially with those that she's living with right now. Um, And she seems so kind of like on edge all the time. And maybe that's because of the the weird being in the North, the relationship with John and everything. But she seems, I agree with Han, she seems very fake and very kind of like uncomfortable with the situation um and angry which you know i don't know what she's angry about yet i mean i know what she's going to be angry about but i don't know where the anger is now if that makes sense i uh yeah so the fake thing she she seems very manipulative yeah um coming across sansa here and i'm split on it because this is exactly how i expected things to go I, this is like, this is textbook. Like she's, she's turning heel. She's going villain here. She's like building to a big boiling over point that we're going to get to. Um, and then all it takes is one little spark or something, but it seems so obvious that I think they're trying to make it fake. Like, I think that it's trying to throw us off something else happening. Um, cause it just seems so brazen right now. Like not subtle at all. There's like four or five moments in this episode where she just goes full, like red eyed, like, um, some great faces, but it seems, yeah. Like you said, a little misplaced with the rage. I get her being upset. I get her being frustrated with Sansa 
who, you know, because John was kind of frustrated with Sansa. There's this level of, you know, them thinking that she's undermining them, um, which now we're seeing it. Sansa really does have the North's interests at heart. And, you know, whereas John is taken back and seeing that Daenerys is their <coughs> only way to win this war, Sansa's like, well, even if that's true, there's something that comes after that. And, you know, I'm, I'm not forgetting it just because you got some dragons or something. So I respect to Sansa for that. Yeah, and kind of like I said, I don't. I just feel like we've seen it before, uh, where Daenerys is in situations where people just don't respect her as much as she wants, uh, or kind of uh, underestimates her, and she's never done this kind of fake trying to be liked thing. Which again, maybe it's because of who she's around now, and she knows she needs to deal with these people for the rest of her, you know, life or whatever. But She's never come, she's almost always had this overconfidence, which I don't understand why that's just kind of gone now, if that makes sense. I mean, it's a different situation, I guess. She is typically coming into situations. I mean, when we look way back, you know, she, da- Daenerys is being counted against by anybody she comes into contact with. Any yeah. city she goes in, she's got to kind of play low key or she's got to drum up her, you know, she, she does have to play this overconfident, you know. Give the big speech. We've we've you know we've played it to death and stuff. Um, now Daenerys is kind of at a point where she holds, at least in the company that she's keeping, all of the cards. And you know, I guess from her perspective, that's what she's been missing this whole time. You know, she's had like one kind of trump card to get her out of situations here and there. Now she has like every angle on everyone, and it's not working at all. <coughs> I guess yeah, that you'd be frustrated. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like there's something from the from the arc we've had with her prior and seeing her grow as a kind leader, as a kind queen, I feel like it's just gone super dark. And it happened so quickly for me that it's either exactly what we expect it's going to be and because in the books it happens over what I think is going to be so much longer of a time period and the show they're just trying to make it happen like that because it has to happen because they only have like you said four more episodes after this they have to make something and they have to make it believable and I feel like you know there is enough in this story right now to and with her bloodline it, you you can see the crazy um I'm just kind of disappointed in it I think I think that maybe that's what bothers me so much about it is because it it really you want to root for her for everything she's gone through and then for her to act this way against characters like Sansa who I fucking hate um and I want her to die um but yeah I just I would much rather see it the other direction I guess I kind of am opposite there and granted I've never been the the hugest like Daenerys fanboy um I'm enjoying it. Uh, granted, this is what I was expecting, but I am. In, I, I like it. I, I think that she makes a stronger, whether or not they go full villain, I think she makes a stronger point of tension than she does like a shining knight because they've shown her, you know, for your whole benevolent ruler thing, I don't think that she has been. I think that she's been a kind, you know, in, in her takeovers, she has had very good reasons. She has had these, you know, very up and up, sort of motivations behind freeing the slaves and going ahead and and building her her rule in marine making slavers bay better in her actual ruling every single time there's been these moments that we've touched on where we're like okay Daenerys is uh, you know she's she's dipping her toes into the fire there a little bit sometimes literally and 
I, I think that ruling when she thinks that she should have respect or fear or whatever, and she doesn't, uh, I think they, I think they've led to this moment where they're like, that's gonna, that's gonna backfire. Yeah, I don't, I, definitely. I, I think it's gonna be an interesting point because if if John if John's now situation being Targaryen bloodline next on the throne, if what that does to her really makes an interesting point for me if she survives or not. So sure. I feel like that's why in this episode, and we'll get to it, it just, it, it feels so short and so brief that I didn't care for it. Mm. That's fair. That's but fair. we'll get to it. Yeah. So. And like, uh, uh, I was just going to say, kind of to your point, Tony, too, and like we've seen before, I think this is really one of the first times she's, come into a situation where you know she's always been liked by the uh by the slaves or by the you know just the standard people but she's almost always conflicted or gone against the rulers and this would be the first time where she's actually most likely either has to side with these people or again to mirror what she's done almost every single time she would almost have to go against Sansa and John because I don't think she's ever done it any other way. True. That's a great point uh, yeah. that I hadn't considered. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I say we go ahead and call it right now that uh, this is not a red herring and that Danny is going crazy because I tell you what, I am on a goddamn dinner roll here, people. The Night King is 100% after Bran, and he knows it. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and, and chalk down another little tally mark next to next to my name. <laughs> Cha-ching. Yeah, that was. I mean, uh, you've been. I think you've so far as what we know, you've been killing it with the predictions. I was a little disappointed that it seems like the Night King's goal is really just to decimate humanity. That was kind yeah. of a bummer. Uh, I was hoping for a little more than that, but it's fine. Did you see the? Um, I don't remember if it was a director or a writer, but somebody online commented the the um, sorry I don't know the word the uh, like the imagery behind the symbols that they've been leaving because you know there's been all this speculation going on yeah what it means and what it is yeah um, and the writer said because we we've seen it before we've seen it in the Children of the Forest um, in <coughs> the cave paintings and in Bran's visions when they go into the past we see it twice. Um, so it's children of the forest imagery. We knew that. Um, and apparently it's the, the, it's, it's basically like a sacrilege thing, like, like, uh, flipping the cross upside down, uh, is basically all that it is. So it's nothing beyond that seemingly if it's to be believed. Ah, that's kind of lame. That's kind of what I thought as well. And also for all the time and effort they put in doing these things, kind of pointless. Yeah. 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 It just seems... It just seems like it would have been cool, which again, I don't have better answers, so so be it, but it would have been cool to have a less just like brooding enemy. Like at this point now, if that's really all it is, then he just become the they just become less calculated and less interesting. If it's just they just want to murder, then yeah. what's the point of them really even being intelligent? It's true. Yeah. I, I don't think we've got the whole story yet. I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah, I hope I hope there's a little bit more to that. 
Does it feel like a slap in the face at all that we've been saying for, it might be over a season at this point. I think it is. I think it's more than a season, if not almost two seasons since we've seen Ghost and they put him in this episode and he just sat there while they talked. Yeah. (laughs) Like if you can't afford him, don't pay for him to do that. (laughs) Like, yeah, I, I kind of like, why are you bringing him back? If you're bringing him back to kill him, I'm going to be pissed. That's that's my only theory, is they're reminding people that he's alive so that it's emotional when they kill him. Yeah, because I feel like, fuck you. That's what I have to say about that. Yeah, I was he's, cool with I him mean, not being here anymore. He's going to be in the next app. He was not on our list, I don't think. But uh, Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Oh, he was. And uh, one person voted for him being alive. I don't know who it was, but it wasn't me. <laughs> Uh, also, I liked the line, Samuel Tarley, slayer of white walkers and lover of ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, that should have been the title of the episode. Yeah, how how awesome, though. Again, big Tormund fan, so I oh. mean, no doubt. But Tormund just killed it the whole app. He I'm did. Say that. He, this Hans, was you got to read the books because this is torment from the books. Like straight up 100%. He's got the stories. He's like just fucking weird for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like everyone. He, <laughs> the whole giant story is great. He's, he suckled me at her teats because she thought I was a baby. <laughs> and then he just drinks that thing and spills all down his body for no reason. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And I love even even his intro to this ep when, when John uh, goes to see Ed and just out of nowhere just gets basically tackled by Tormund. Hilarious. Oh. It's like, it's the big one here. Yeah, big woman's still here. It's great. Um, yeah, so I wrote down, we get, we get some weird uh, more D&D moments. I, I really liked it. And then I actually watched I watched the episode again today, writing down my thoughts and stuff. I liked it again. It didn't seem slow. The The connections here, for the most part, I have one problem, and that's the weird scene with the Hound, Arya, and uh, Beric. Thank you. I don't think that yep. needed to exist at all. And um, actually, I was excited about that scene when it started, because I thought, yes, finally. Right. They're going to sit down. They're going to talk. There's going to be like this this understanding or maybe maybe not maybe there's some conflict we're still working out completely sure. cool with it and then barrack shows up and i'm like what the fuck what no. what but what, what the fuck you are know, you doing here you know what they're doing they're keep they keep teasing us with the aria hound moments think making us think we're gonna get the resolution that we want here mm. and just to remind us that we still need that and then they're only gonna give it to us when one of them dies no, no, yeah, no, no, you're fucking right. And the fact that he had that thing where he said, "I fought for you," didn't I? Yes, or whatever. And Father. it almost led into that great conversation. Yeah, makes me think that it is her that's gonna die for him. I don't see. I don't agree. I I think I think Arya lives. I think Arya totally lives. So I don't know. I think you're changing your tune on that because I think you had Arya dying. Really? I had Arya living, yeah, and I'm starting to change my tune because they're sure setting her up to knock out some bucket list stuff. That's true. <laughs> just, yeah, just saying. We'll see. Um, what now? What do you mean by that, Hans? Uh, well, talk. I mean, talking to the Hound. Uh, sure. Check. <laughs> uh, getting her, getting her new weapon. 
Uh, oh yeah, which, which just looks like a staff. Which thank you yeah. looks super unimpressive. Maybe it does something else, but okay. Yeah, Check. that was yeah that was a little <laughs> disappointing. Um, sure. Was there anything else? Um, no, I don't. She's not, is the night key on her so. list? No, we haven't officially heard it, so maybe she's a double agent. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, so then we go back up to the room with Tyr. Oh, she did get fucked. She did get <laughs> fucked. You are right. <laughs> we did see side boobs. I believe a nipple. It, think- I gotta be on, and I don't want to be this person because I understand that for these actors and stuff, it is a it is a serious serious hurdle for them to get over is to stop being like viewed as children. It is impossible for me to not be uncomfortable with this scene. I've watched it three times now. It's. <laughs> She was signed to the show when she was 11 years old. Yeah. There's just something that doesn't feel right about it. <laughs> when it, when it was uh, Tony's like, when Tony's it was like I've, watched, I've watched it three times, uh, beat it twice. Yeah. <laughs> Still yeah. can't get over the weirdness. <laughs> right, right, yeah. I initially thought she, it was like a nude bodysuit, like, because she's so pasty white that I was like, oh. So she's wearing like this, and then I was like, "Oh no, there's an aerial in there." Okay, was right. was that actually her, or was this a body double thing? Now I can't, I don't trust Game of Thrones anymore. It was so her. Th- this is yeah. So this is the good thing is she's been very vocal about. It. There's there's she's had a couple interviews since um, where she said like because um, I guess they've written in a lot of jokes in the scripts when they send them out, um, mm. and Arya thought this was a joke until they like did the read for it, and she's like, "Oh oh okay." And they basically like brought her in and said like, hey, here's the scene. You can do this scene how you want with as much or as little. Like, you know, it, it's in your hands, your control. So, um, and then she was talking about having to be like partially naked on set and stuff. So seemingly it's her. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm surprised they went that direction. But Right. And again, not because, I, it's, not a, it's not a thing of like, because I don't think that, beyond the context of the show that she like looks young. I actually liked the scene. I know some people don't. I like the scene from what it means for Arya. I think it makes sense with the route that they're going. They've kind of distanced her from this whole emotional thing. I think it's absolutely stands to reason that she would be like, hey, let's knock this out. I liked it. It's just the association that so many people are going to have with her 11 year old (laughs) face. Yeah. Just in, oh. It would have been the and same like, thing in Harry Potter with uh, what's her name? Because she, how old were the them? Were, were they started with the first movie? They were like really yeah. young, right? But her yeah, but Hermione didn't get nude and no. didn't get boned. So that's, that's what I was saying. If she got nude and got boned in that show, yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm just gonna say, like, obviously the the act and the the tortures and the rapes and everything of themselves would be emotionally draining regardless. But I think part of the reason why those Sansa scenes with Ramsay were like so distressing is because we had this connection. So they know that this is a mentality. Like they've played off of it before. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't think that it necessarily is going to have the tone that they want. I thought it was a cool yeah. scene. I'm I thought, uh, yeah, from I, a character perspective, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. And I think it actually, it, it has that, that sense of doom kind of coming like that one of them is not coming back um for sure and i i mean i know you guys maybe feel aria is that one which we're gonna have our moment for a little vote um but uh <laughs> but i still feel like uh i still feel like it was very powerful for her because she's yeah. been a badass this entire time 
And even even in the last episode now, she kind of like very short, very brief lines, always in the shadows. And for her to be feminine again, you're it, it's it takes it makes you feel that insecurity, right? Sure. And I felt like when she was asking those questions was her being conscious of I've never done this before. Is he going to be disappointed in me? Or is he not going to like me or something? And I thought that was even more powerful. I was like, <laughs> holy shit. Like, and, you know, Gendry's completely like, oh, um, yeah, I'm a dude. I'm, I'm cool. And I'm, she's like, no, no, no. You counted. How many? Yeah. Uh, the uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm just going to say, I predicted this. This was, this was not, not before the season, but I knew this was coming since last ep. They, they, were, they were selling this right away. There's some, some tension there. Yeah. I mean, you, if you did, you predicted it silently to yeah, yourself. Yeah, I was like, I don't remember that. Yeah. Didn't, I thought I said something about Gendry and Arya, like that they're seemingly forcing this. Oh, maybe you did. No, I actually do remember that statement. Never mind, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I and would just me- say... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I would just... So, just little add-on comment for both episode one and two. The memes are rampant. Oh, they're so good, <laughs> and they're yeah. so good for all for every episode. <laughs> oh, the uh, yeah, one of the I mean, to to Jeremy's point where she's like, oh, I, I don't know, you know, am I not going to be good enough or whatever? I did see a meme that was like, y'all did notice that Gendry was passed the fuck out, right? <laughs> <laughs> As she uh, looks over, she's like, well, that was like, boring. All right. Uh, <clears throat> the, uh, I just, I saw one meme. Uh, hmm. Not as tasteful. <laughs> and it just said, it just said, uh, it just showed Arya's face and it said, a girl has no hymen. Not as tasteful. True story. Respect. <laughs> Uh, very good though. Um, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. So it was. I have mixed thoughts on the scene as a whole, but uh, I'm moving on. I'm moving on to a scene that I have no mixed thoughts about. It's my favorite part of the episode. I thought that they were just gonna run with the weird dick measuring contest and take it to a point where it brought tension, and I was like, eh, it seems a little forced and unnecessary. And I'm so glad that it didn't go that way. Um. Sir Brienne of Tarth, A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms. While I don't think it makes a great title for the episode, it was such a cool moment um, where you see like Tormund and Jamie kind of going back and forth and Tormund's like, I would knight you 10 times over. And, you know, she kind of gives a nice little smile. And Jamie's like, I'll do it right now. And then it seems like they're going to come to blows, but it, it's not what it's about. It's all for her. Tormund's super into it. She cries. She's got the biggest smile I've ever. It's so good. Yeah, it's great. That was my favorite part too. The, uh, yeah, I got nothing else to say about it. I just really loved it. That entire part with, because uh, it, it starts with Jamie and Tyrion by the fire, right? With their kind of, isn't that where it starts? With it them. does, yeah. Yeah, and I think like that's good because they're catching up. They're, ta- you know, Tyrion's talking shit about, uh, about their father, about like seeing them fight for the Starks and all those things. And I just, it again, it has this warmth home feel it's like Game of Thrones is like sucking you in, right? It's like, <laughs> hey guys, come warm yourselves by the fire. Mm. We're safe here, safe and good. You're good. <laughs> feel feel good. We're all gonna die. We're good. We're all gonna die. Yeah, and Jeremy, I think you've checked in a number of times throughout the seasons here, just being like, do you think Jamie and Brienne are in love? Do you? And we're always like, no. 
It's different, bro. It's I not, don't know if they it's are, not but the show's pushing it here. Yeah. There, there's some weird, awkward tension. Um, I, I, I don't know, but they're trying to go for something. For I think, sure. I don't I want it. Totally pushing it. I agree. I, I don't want it now at all, seeing how it doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, but I think they want to push it in a way when Jamie dies for her. Now knowing that Jamie is going to be serving under her, I feel like that's what he's going to give her. Oh, you see, I don't. What does that do for Brienne's story, though? Whereas if she dies for him, oh, think of how oh, God. such a tragic oh, character my God. is going don't to be even affected. Bring that shit up. It works so much better. What if Podrick dies for Tormund? I mean, like mind blown. Mm. What if Podrick fucks Tormund? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that was another one of the memes that uh, it was like Arya just looking off into the distance, and it was like when you realize that you should have <laughs> gone to Podrick's room. <laughs> I saw that one too. Ooh. That was a good one. Uh, uh, yeah. So when so I'm Brienne of Tarth now, when I think of this episode, and what's funny is it's not if. Like, if I think of the episode, the first image I get is not, uh, is not even like, I, that was my favorite part of the episode when Brienne gets nice, but it's not even that. The first image I see when I think of the episode is just all of them sitting around the fire prior to that scene. Like, it was just so good. Yeah, it, it was. was very good. Um, and it went on for a while. Again, I thought it would get a little dry. It was very solid. Podrick's got a good voice. Um, that was... That was kind of a cool moment. Oh, I um, was expecting an Ed Sheeran cameo. Just a oh, I was hoping, man. Did you see? We missed it in the first episode. Did you see the, that the the Ed Sheeran kind of cameo? No, no. It so Ed Sheeran tweeted about it. That's the only reason I found out about it. Obviously, um, when they're in the uh, when they're in the brothel, Braun and the three ladies, and they're all talking, and he's just trying to get fucked. Um, before Kyburn comes in, they say, "Do you remember? Uh, do you remember Eddie? He had half of his face burnt off or something." And one of the girls was like, "The ginger one." <laughs> Apparently, that's Ed Sheeran. Oh, interesting. So, so we got a little. So he's alive, but he's kind of messed up. Oh shit! Uh, that's canon. The uh, so the, there's your Ed Sheeran update, ladies and gentlemen. One of our one of our highest rated segments. Do um so. I don't know where we're going next, but the uh, the crypts keep coming up in this episode of like a safe place. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about that because I feel like, again, Game of Thrones is fucking with us. And they are like, eat this shit up. Send all the women and children. And on top of that, they do the cruelest thing I think they could have done when, um, oh God, what's his name? When he's serving food. And we have like the little girl that looks like Shireen. Oh, looks like Shireen. Oh, yeah. fuck my life, you fuckers! <laughs> you know exactly what you're doing to us. And she's like, "I'm going to fight." And they're like, "Oh, it's okay. Go to the crypts. It's safe there." Oh no, you're fucking with us again. You're gonna kill another Shireen, you bastards. When we were watching this, my friend uh, leaned over to me and he's like. He's like, I'm having flashbacks of all those dead kids at Hard Home. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I think it was Rob's prediction that, like, the battle is going to involve people fleeing. And I'm wondering if that's like a, they get inside, kill a bunch of people through the crypts, and, like, they're forced, you know, they start coming out the middle of the city and they're forced to flee or something. Um, that would be dark. It I would just... also mess with a lot of our predictions. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, I did my prediction. One of my things was 
that they're going to start raising people within the crypts. Right. So. It's true. Fuck. But, uh, yeah. We don't, just we saying, don't know if, who's buried in the crypts, right? I mean, we don't have, like, a... I believe all of the, um, like, Patriarch Starks and Lyanna is what it's supposed to be. Okay, but, like, so we don't know if Catelyn ever got back there or Rob, right? I don't believe Catelyn was there at all. I don't believe Rob was there. I mean, they, we, were, they the, were pretty desecrated. Right. And then as for Bones of Ned, I mean, like, okay... So there's I a lot of history there, though. We don't necessarily need to know who's being risen, but yeah, no. But I'm saying from a standpoint of like the whole idea of raising someone whose face would have some sort of value or 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 kind of like it's got to be it's just skeletons at this point. Yeah, yeah I don't I think don't we. Yeah, so, I don't think we're gonna get I don't that. Know, the, and the, I, when you looked at the map, you know how it shows like their army. Oh, I was just gonna say that the strong counterpoint. To my crypt, res- like my crypt resurrection theory, is that again they gotta be in tombs. Like they're, they're not right. just in the dirt. Like so, right. highly but, doubt it. I mean, but. if if they get in there and can open the tombs, it could you know if there's something or somebody of there with relevancy. I don't know. I just don't see them killing Gilly and some of these kids down there. I don't like. I don't. That's where I'm struggling with. I I love the idea of the crypts actually not being safe, and then going like, oh, we'll put you in the fields, you know. Because if you looked at like the setup for the armies, you'll see like they're they are seem like they're all prepared for just like this frontal attack, which doesn't make any sense because this army is like maybe four or five times larger than them. They could just surround them and just decimate them that way, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the topography. Well, it showed like the layout of the map, you know, with all the little tiles. It looks like everything was facing the one direction. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll be interested. I mean, as far as them killing the kids, they've treated kids pretty shittily in the yeah. show. I buy it. I could see it. It would be rough, but they could do it. Yeah. So, speaking of Crips, we have that one hmm. scene. Um, you know, Danny finds her brooding lover. <laughs> 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 staring at a statue and she's like who's that let me let me rub your shoulder because you keep hiding from me come on baby tell me what to, tell t- tell mommy what's wrong and it's like oh no wait <laughs> you can't say that uh, <clears throat> yeah so john we've i think we've talked a little bit about like there's been a lot of character development john's been through a lot the dude's uh conversational timing has not improved at all uh and i hate just, it I didn't like this it. Maybe this was maybe the worst time to drop this news. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I, the uh, the White Walkers will be here in like an hour. Uh, I, I should go set up. Oh, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, he goes. You know. But first of all, okay. So I will just to touch on John's mistakes again. They go up. The horns blow. They go up at the end to see everything, and then like John gives her the we cool nod. <laughs> I know. Which she yeah. does not reciprocate. No. 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 Um, but he gives it, you know, like, you know, we're, we're cool, right? Um, but I saw it first as a meme. Again, they're great. But uh, it's it's been making me think, again, you know, there's that whole, like, uh, my real name's Aegon Targaryen. <coughs> and the meme is like, that means you have a claim to the throne. And it's like, bitch, did you not just hear the part where we have the same last name? Uh, 
But that's important because she's not reacting to John the person. Like he even says in the conversation, like, I wish it wasn't true. Like obviously this isn't something he's aspiring to. She's not reacting to anything that it means for them or anything that it's meaning to him, only what it could mean for her. And I think that is another nice little psychopathic uh, little little tidbit that we're getting there from Danny. And I think it was given Selfish. in that situation because if Danny does something in the next episode to act on that, there had to be a reason, right? Sure. And I feel like the show needed to get that out quickly. I think it's another good indicator that it's because I was questioning it last episode. I, I think that John can't be the villain if they are going to pit these two against each other. Because they once again, like, yeah, you could say that he's Star-Lord levels of stupid for dropping this news here, but it's also his character. Like, you know, he would have essentially had to have lied to have gotten out of it or just walked away silently, and he wouldn't have done that. So I think that it's it, it's not showing John changing morals here, which is refreshing. I love all the memes with Egret and her. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about, um, I mean, speaking of of uh, relationships here, <laughs> when Pod is singing and we go through and we see people, we see Grey Worm and Masande, they get a little kissy kissy. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> uh, we see others as By the well. way, they're dead. <laughs> yeah, one of them for sure. Um, we see others as well. Um, do you guys think that they're trying to push a Theon Sansa thing? Fuck, yeah. He said we know he's going to die, so it doesn't really matter. I think that there... I mean, I understand. She's got a lot of reason to be a lot, of, you know, very emotional about the dude in more ways than one. Um, I get it. I'm not saying that it's, that it's you know, oh, they're hugging and they're having moments. They must be in love. But no, but it just so happens that, you know, their, their one little part in that montage is in between them showing Sam and Gilly in a bed with... Sam and then Grey Worm and Masande making out. So it seems to be alluding to something. I don't know. I don't do want, want it. He's like, Do you want to feel something smooth? <laughs> yeah. I liked when he was like, uh, when Theon's like, Bren won't be alone. I'll protect him in the God's Woods. And I'm like, Yeah, Theon Greyjoy, the powerful warrior and totally trustworthy individual. Uh, but then John's like, Well, we need the dragons there. <laughs> so like, they're obviously bringing their A game. But, uh, you know, taking Theon away, is, that's going to be, that's going to make the difference. Do you think Theon's, well, okay. I feel like when Theon said, I'm going to go there, that was him saying, I'm going to die there. Yeah. I think that they're going to, again, I'm not into it because they took too long. It doesn't bother me at this point, but I think they're going for Theon's redemption arc to finish with him dying, protecting a Stark. I'm fine with it being Bran. Um, I don't think it does redeem the character of Theon. Uh, not from you know him atoning, just from the f- dragging us back and forth through the mud. But I'm fine with it. Do whatever you want. It's Theon. fine at this point. Just finish that storyline already. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So let's do this. You got you got some paper in front of you, Tony. So oh, sure. I feel like this is gonna be very similar to what we've nope, already done. Nope, right? No, we it's have not. already it's done not. this. It's not. I just want you to give me. Give me five people who are dying in the battle for Winterfell. Oh, okay. Five people. So, okay, so Tony, 
Jeremy, and Hans. That's not the order we say it in. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> five. All right. Well, give me yours. Okay. So mine. I'm gonna go with. You want to go one at a time or all five? We, we can go one at a time because it's more interesting that way. I'm go. I'm gonna go, Barrick. Okay. Low low balling me here. Well, I'm just start just starting the game. Okay. Uh, Bran. Oh, shit. Shit. Love it. I love this game already. Whew, uh, good. You didn't say three-eyed raven. Is that what you meant? Shit. I'm, yeah, sorry. Bran, parentheses, three-eyed raven. Okay. I'm going to say... Oh, man. I gotta, I'm going to say Theon. He's got to go down. Okay. okay. That's the... Yeah. Now, can we reuse people, or yeah, when someone yeah, says yeah, it, yeah, we done. can reuse no, people. No, no, we, yeah, we can. We can totally yeah, reuse We it. can agree on yeah. something. I think. Um, I'm just trying to think. I mean, I agree on. I'm. I, I'm going to say Theon just to get out of my way because he's. You he's, agree on on Theon. I'm agree on <laughs> on Theon. You also agree on on Theon. Uh, I am, but I just just because I don't want to just you know do do that for the whole thing. I'll I'll throw a new one out there and I'll say, Arya. Shit. I wanted to say Arya as my first one, but then I second-guessed myself because I feel like they could just as easily just axe the Hound and be and have that arc play out. Sure. Clay Game Bowl's coming. There's no yeah, way. Yeah, you're right, you're right. There's we no need way yeah, he's we need, dying. We absolutely need Clay Game Bowl. He's, he's, it, if that is taken away from us in this episode, we are fucking burning down HBO. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it could be Undead the Hound versus Undead the Mountain. True. true that, wouldn't true. that be so sick? <laughs> I'm going to say... Uh, shit. I'm going to say Gendry. I think he's going down. Okay. Papa G. Jeremy? I'm saying Jamie. Fuck. No what? Way. All right. Yeah. I'll play off that, though. Brienne. Everything's very happy for Brienne right now. I don't like it. I mean, I, I love it, but it's not going to last. Yeah. I'm going to say, I have to say Brienne, too. She was she was definitely on the list. She's going down. Okay. Chora. I think that's very fair. Yeah, that's yeah probably. Um, <laughs> the real, I think we. I got all right. Just go ahead, Tony. Just say it. I'm gonna put just because I'm very confident. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and throw Theon in here before we end it because yeah, I'm gonna say uh, Grey Worm. Okay. Mm. One more, Jeremy. I know, and I don't want to take anyone. It's been said because I want it to be interesting. So who else do I think is gonna die? Ooh. Oh, I've got one. I've got one. <laughs> I must say Tormund. Which the is Night gonna... King. Ooh. Fuck yeah. Oh, doesn't that make this episode coming up so much more interesting? Yes, it does. I'm going to say, uh, I don't, maybe not yet. I think Drogon's dying for sure, but I don't. Ooh. Oh, I, don't, I forgot the dragons. I just don't know if he's going to die yet. I think it'd be interesting if the dragon dies and John has to save Danny with uh who's with Rigel Rigel. Right? Oh, I for sure think that uh Rigel is now just John's. Like even if they split, <laughs> I think the dragon sides with John. He gets half? Yeah, he gets half. Sure. I think uh, I'm going to I'm going to say Drogon. I think he's okay. I think he could very well die in this app. I do from a story arc perspective, I just if they're gonna make Danny the villain, though, I feel like they're gonna keep her 
they're going to have her kind of powerhouse with her, though. They're not going to let it slip, is my concern. Here's my thing. like so. But if this is a red herring, here's my theory on where we go, is this is a wash. Like, the dead are wiped out, but it takes everything. And we've got, like, um, John and Sansa are left, but Arya and Bran are toasted. Brienne, like, everybody on their side is toasted. Danny loses the dragons. I don't think it's crazy to say she loses Tyrion. Um, and is this, they're both essentially so broken and powerless that they can't fight each other at this. Like, it just, there's nothing to be fought. And, yeah. uh, and it just goes forward from there. I think that's the way they got to do it. Yeah. So you thinking there's no dragons alive going into the next war? Um, well, so that's that's only the one way I see it playing out. That's not what I think is going to happen. But either way, sorry, that was the roundabout way of answering that question. Uh, yeah, I think that the dragons die in the fight with the dead. Because I think you kind of got to, for, for the next war to have any sort of substance, kind of have to lose them. Well, yeah. I don't know, though, because they did, they did make a huge thing about... Cersei having all the arbalist things or whatever those are called. The scorpions. Scorpions, yeah. Um, yeah. But so it didn't just, work. Yeah. I just feel like there has to be... It, but it didn't kill it. You there think, has uh, to be an army, though. You think Bronn's coming this episode? Gonna do a little Tyrion killing? Nah. Bronn's too... Bronn, uh... Bronn's too self-serving to show up when this castle is under siege from 100,000 dead people. Yeah. Good point, good point. I didn't know, I just read online the other day, to so, totally sidetrack our conversation, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't know that Bronn and Cersei were in a relationship prior to Game of Thrones. The actors. So, yeah, I think we Actor, talked about actresses. this with Robert something because I've never seen this confirmed. I've seen the rumor. Yeah. But um, yeah, apparently that's why they're never in any scenes together. Yeah, very well it could just ended be a rumor. Poorly. Yeah. Interesting. Jeremy guesses Beric, Theon, Jamie, Jorah, and Tormund are all gone by the end of next episode. Hans guesses Theon, Gendry, Brienne, Grey Worm, and Drogon. And I guess Bran, Arya, Brienne, Theon, and the Night King. So uh, Theon is our only unanimous vote here. Um, Theon bowing out in this next episode. I would be remarkably surprised if they don't kill him. Yeah. Like honestly, I'm... if somehow nobody dies in this battle, like they maybe the Night King's like, hey, uh, I just can we talk? And then they like you know hash it out and they sign an agreement and and it's it's peaceful. But like I would I would believe that if on the way out the Night King just looks over at Theon and goes. All right, but fuck that guy. And then, like, kills him or something. Like, because, oh, Theon survives the next episode. It's the most unbelievable thing. And I don't, I officially don't know why they have that character. What are you trying to do with him? Yeah. Did you guys watch the uh, next on Game of Thrones? I did. I did. I didn't. It was uh, was nothing much. It was just a bunch of, like, faces of, of people looking off of the ramparts and a bunch of drums. Yeah, and well, the only scene that I think lends to any possible like predictions is John is clearly where Bran is, and he's pulling his sword out, and it's just like 
very intense. So I'm thinking sure. that was alluding to the fact that, again, we don't know. We don't see it. But I think that was alluding to the fact of him taking on the Night King 101. Yeah. Do you think the Night King gets off his dragon to kill Bran? You think it's like a personal thing? Uh, yeah. I don't think he's on the dragon. I think that I think I think, that dra- a, I think that's dragon's a distraction. I think that dragon goes down, down pretty quickly, actually. I agree. Um, I'm interested to see how his generals fight, because the Night King was the one who threw the spear and hit hit the dragon. Right. I'm interested yeah. to see if they have that sort of like same velocity. You know. Yeah, we've, yeah. yeah, they've been shown to have at least some level of super strength. So yeah, shit. We'll there's see. a lot of White Walkers. We haven't really seen that many. <laughs> There were a crap. lot of White Walkers. Um, the uh, yeah, that's it. that's it. I believe we've touched on everything. The one thing I think we missed: um, Jorah has Heartsbane now. Sam gave that to him, which was nice, I guess. Yeah, it was good. Uh, and that was it for season eight, episode two. Also, Podrick killed it, but uh, I mean, it, it almost sounded like that song was written for Florence Welsh. She did a much better job uh, in the credits. Do you think Winter Winterfell falls? Uh, I think it's it falls in a sense. I mean, I think that this battle costs almost more than they're willing to pay. I think they win, though. I, just, I love the moment, by the way, it. of Tyrion yeah. saying, "Like, I think, I think we might survive," and, and everyone laughs. And he's like, "No, really." I like that. Unle- that was cool. Unless the uh, which I haven't actually read much about it, but maybe it's a total twist. And then the, in the Game of Thrones spinoff, The Long Night is actually not a prequel. Oh, shit. It's a sequel. It's oh, a shit. sequel. The Real Housewives of Western. Uh, <laughs> the, so here's the only thing, and again, this stands to the, the point that I really don't want to know anything about filming because it gives away things whether or not it means to. They can't lose this battle because if they lose the battle... It essentially implies a bigger battle, and we know from a budget standpoint that that doesn't happen. Yep, exactly. So, unless they're doing a great job of hiding it. Which is what makes me actually think that they don't lose the dragons, because then they could have that battle, and it'd just be the dragons wrecking. Oh, it's really wrecking. easy. Yeah, they yeah, just wreck fair. them, right? Fair. Because then there is no battle. Fuck twenty thousand men. We got two dragons. We're gonna fuck your shit up, right? Fair. And then they? I, mean, I don't remember where the dragons like destroyed the uh, all the boats in the arbor as well. Uh, I don't yeah, remember. and I and I know that. I mean, they've given away that it's the longest single shot battle, and that it's gonna break that record. And it's like a big budget TV battle. But we're also talking about a show that pretty much is saying that they're averaging like $15 million an ep yeah. for this last season. So, I mean, they could still get away with a pretty sick-ass battle. That's true. That's very true. As long as they're not spending CGI money on Wolf. Or well, on the uh, on on Ghost. The on Ghost, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, guys, can we just relish in the fact that from this point on, every week we are getting at least 75 minutes of Game of Thrones? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Oh, whew. So, overall, which episode is better? One or two. This one. Episode two. Oh, yeah, this absolutely. I agree. But see, this one actually made me like one a little bit more because it did give me enough to go with in this episode. This episode really was an enjoyable, like, warm and come warm yourself by the fire episode. 
It was, uh, yeah. Also, um, it, I guess a notable episode, only in the sense that it's not this weird, massive battle. It's only leading up to it. But this is one of the very few episodes that we get in this series that does not change location. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. I was interested to see what was going on in King's Landing this entire day. It's it's kind of almost making me think maybe they are going to try and make Cersei or somebody attack during this battle. I was like, just about to ask that. Do you why think not show coming? her unless she's up to some that they want to surprise us with? Because they had plenty of exposition time. I think what's going to happen is this this other battle is going to come. Like we have this in our head, this giant battle is this huge, you know, super expensive thing. And let's say it is like over really quickly. Night King dead, super quick. And then they're like, yay. And then on the other end of the castle, we see the 20,000 men marching the catapult or whatever. And you're like, let's go. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and I think that they've even, kind of like you said, Jeremy, they've even purposefully shown their battle strategy multiple times, showing that they're really only setting up against one front. They shown like the they showed the table of their whole army like being in the front of the castle. They showed all the ramparts and everything that they're building, like all the defense mechanisms in yeah. front of the castle. Yeah. Facing the north and then yeah, like no prep for the south. I mean, they've made it, yeah. They've made it a point in the show before to say that the Lannisters have never marched that far north. Right. And yeah. Cer- Cersei is uh, is not dumb. And 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 Jamie said, you know, hey, she's got an army. She's got a fucking army now. And I'm surprised no one's like, fuck, we should really be thinking, is she going to come up here and fuck us even more? I mean, I know that what they're worried about. Can I bring up something else here that I'm curious if you guys have paid attention to? Um, I don't know how much you guys are <coughs> keeping up Excuse with me. like the late night circuit or uh, on the YouTubes on various you know interview channels and whatnot. But the Game of Thrones press tour is well and truly underway. Um, all the cast is out and about promoting the season and the show and everything and doing interviews and playing games and blah, 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 blah. I'm curious if you've picked up on the same thing that I have. It's never really been like said like, oh, I'm here because of the new season of Game of Thrones. But do you know who I've been seeing a lot of recently? For no apparent reason, because he's not promoting anything. Ned. Sean Bean. He was on Jimmy Fallon in a Game of Thrones skit. He was uh, he did like one of those wired autocomplete interviews, which I didn't watch all of. But then I skipped to the end because I'm like, what are you promoting, Sean? And he said nothing. So he's he's just there. He's just present. And I don't know why. So interesting. Just just saying. So it's what happened. So Ned gets reserved for the crypt. John is down there. They have this moment where John's like, you lied to me. And Ned's like. Because he has no head, so he can't say anything. Right, can't say anything, right. sure. But there's definitely a tear, right? There's just, <laughs> just, just a spectral ghost. You just, you get this sensation with the chest, like it stops, it, <laughs> uh, it kind of goes back again. So, Jeremy, are you, are you just to round out our predictions here, are you still maintaining <laughs> your prediction that John is armless by the end of this show? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, where is that? How's that panning out? Yeah, you it's think? coming. It's coming. Okay. Okay. I think it's. And I then, think it was. Yeah, strong prediction. And then he 
He has to shoulder his way through things. And by shoulder, more like clavicle. We're like high clavicle kind of thing. Sure. Oh, sure. Oh, my gosh. I just can want go talk Jamie in high school assemblies. Do, I want Jamie to do more hand jokes. That's the one thing I'm missing. <laughs> Where he's like, hey, high five. Do you, do you guys do you guys have an issue with the fact I I just kind of paid attention to it the second time watching both of these episodes that they've kind of just done away with Varys as a character. Like he's there. He's he has like a one-liner in the first episode and he exists and he looks sheepish for a moment in this episode. But there are interactions with Danny and her advisors and Varys is just not he doesn't say, he's not vocal, he doesn't seem to have a hand in anything anymore. It's like he played all of his smarts in getting to this position, and now he just kind of exists. It's such a bummer. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I gotta think they're gonna loop him back in at some point, but I do think it's weird that they haven't had him advising at all, which it you does, said. Like, yeah, I guess it does kind of speak to the situation, but I, I would have liked this if they played it up more. Like, Varys is very much about people. He know he gets into people. He he learns everything he possibly can, and then manipulates the strings. And this is something completely out of his depth. I mean, it's you know an army of a hundred thousand dead men. Um, I get that he wouldn't necessarily have the most to say about it. It just seems weird that he's just shut up, and just is kind of just in the background shot of. Well, he's in the north too. I don't think he has much hope for his birds and spies there oh right right i mean like yeah they will they will light him up there they'll hang him in front of his friends so i don't you think you think he'd at least have something to say about the cersei comments when they're talking about her building your army and all that stuff like how does he not know about that i guess kyvan kind of has taken over the birds and all that stuff down there but you'd think he'd have like at least a little inkling about some of that but maybe not and i i wouldn't be surprised if he dies and it would it would seem weird because he's kind of like just like petered off and just dies. That would be very odd. But maybe that's the way of removing him because he's played his role. But then goes back to his conversations with Danny and how, you know, she was like, you know, talking about don't betray me and, you know, talk to me if you feel like I'm leading, you know, ruling incorrectly. He's like, oh, I will. Like all that will make sense then if we just kill him off like this. Sure. Yeah, I think he would have got more screen time if he was going down. Me too. Me too. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited for it. It's going to be... Uh, I wish we could do like a live reaction video. <laughs> just because I feel like this is going to be the one I want to do it on. Where I'm like, shut the fuck up. Jamie died. Uh, yeah, it's going to be... I don't know. Have you guys cried yet? I don't no. know. The, I don't know how you're... I mean, maybe you guys are just too cool. For tears. I'm just trying to think if there's ever been an. The Red Wedding was rough. Oh, I meant maybe. in these two episodes. Maybe, oh. maybe the, uh, maybe the Arya scene. She's just a kid. She's <laughs> just. <laughs> Gentry, you must. You gotta hold her. I, I had, I had a little moist eye going at the Brienne scene. Oh, see, that I, was great. Yeah, that was great. It's very moving. She looked so happy. The Arya Hound. That like that gets to me. Like, the whole, like, father thing now he does. When he said, like, I, I fought for you. And the whole him going back to, like, being a better person. Um, there was uh, there was a, either a, a review video or a comment on uh, that said, this guy's like, I wish that when he was drinking, you know, the wine in the bag and he gave it 
to to Beric, that Beric would have been like, "Why are we drinking water?" Like re-emphasizing the fact that the oh. hound is different, right? He's wow. not the hound anymore. That's fair, but I mean, even through all this, he's still been asking for beer at every. True, true. Every I'm turn. just saying. I think like that. You know, you would have got the seriousness of this in that sense, right? Sure. Yeah, sure. I still, I still think he's gonna wreck people in in the battle. I can't wait for it. Well, you've got some predictions that I'm interested to see how they play out. Your your thoughts are are interesting to me, Jeremy. They always are, and so I am curious as to what you think about that lemon poppy seed scone. Okay, so I made lemon poppy seed scone. I'll let me tell you, it is fantastic. It is the mixture of lemon with the sweet pa- bitter. Have we been recording for over an hour? Oh my god, guys, we have to go. No, 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 this no. This has been Thrones and Scones, your weekday lemon. morning podcast. Um, Tony nom, nom, Jeremy. Nom, nom. Uh, we will be Delicious. back next Wednesday for season eight, guys, episode three. I assume it's going to be called Battle of Winterfell. Uh, I feel like you're a cop right now. Are you down with GOT? Yeah, you know me. Shit's and shit is going down next step. Oh, it's going. It's got to. It's going down. What if uh, what if like the teaser thing, you know, they show, what if that's all like the first 5 minutes they kind of tease like cuz they never really saw much of the the teaser didn't show anything really about the battle. It just showed like a bunch of fa- like you said a bunch of faces. What if it's just a bunch of faces looking at the army of the dead like you know they're coming and then all of a sudden it just cuts? To fucking uh, King's Landing, and the whole ep is just in <laughs> King's Landing. <laughs> and then the next episode just opens on the ruin of Winterfell. Yeah, they, they just sh- skip the battle. They show us nothing. Um, I yeah, but no, it's gotta go. It's gotta go down because you know what? There's, I I don't have this statistic in front of me, but I want to say there's only like one or two episodes of this show. Period. Where somebody, even if they're a miscellaneous nobody, doesn't die. And nobody dies in this episode. Not not one soul. Did we didn't get a did we get a death in the first step? Uh we got the implied death of all of the umbers yeah. and oh, yeah, the yeah, re death of the kid. Right, right, right. Um But but yeah, still not a lot. Because isn't that the beginning where they send him to go talk to his family or whatever? The kid goes to get his family or something yeah. like that? Um, oh, all right. The lady, by the way, Lady Mormont, still badass. Still badass. That Yeah, that conversation with her and, and Jorah was funny. Her just <laughs> shutting him down, basically. Yeah, she's like, fuck you, I'm going to fight. Come on, men. The men are like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>